Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish is buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable, what an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun, play fake, step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. Three down, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy, happy Thursday to you. October 19th, 2023. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll Call. I don't know if the 96.1 is working. It's really been playing a game of cat and mouse with us over this week. But uh, 1450 has been a soldier. It has been strong and true. And hopefully you can listen to us there or wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. I am TJ Walker, our producer, who's done about 40 hours of radio already this week, and it's only Thursday morning, is Justin Kalen. Justin, you got to let me in the chat. I got you. And ideally not send the thing over at 7.03. Just now, Mm -hmm. uh Yeah, I got here late. I was probably like 5 to 7. Normally, I'm about in between 6.30, 6.45, somewhere in that time frame, but I was running extremely late today. It was freezing in my bedroom, could not get out of my bed. I was lucky to get out in time to make it here on time. But yeah, it's a little, little more behind than I typically am. So starting my day off in a rush, not ideal, but we'll get through it. But you're here now, and that's yeah. all right. People run behind from time to time. Nick Roush out today and tomorrow as he heads to our nation's capital, I think for a wedding or something along those lines. But lucky to be joined this morning by Corey Price. Corey, how are you? Oh, you may be on the wrong mic. Try that one. Um, oh, there we go. Good, sorry. Uh, it's it's a shame that uh, Nick's not here, but uh, otherwise it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you. Uh, yeah, it's not, it's not really the huge deal that Nick's not here. We'll be okay. We'll be all right. Uh, it, it works out well, though, that it is Trivia Thursday. So, Scoots, you're going to have to play take the place of Roush and Man. do some trivia today. The Roush can never even get any questions right. How the hell am I supposed to get some questions right? Today's the day. And Corey said, hey, I, I've got a few extra tr- questions. Maybe we do trivia a little bit longer today. Fine by me. It's bye week. We do have plenty to talk about today because you had SEC media yesterday. L played a very early season exhibition game Woof. last night against Simmons College. You watch any of that? Scoops? I watched way too much of it. Did you watch any of it, Corey? Uh, I watched approximately uh, zero seconds of it. Zero seconds of it. So none of it. I watched. Way to save your eyes, Corey. I don't know. Probably 25 game minutes out of 40, somewhere in that ballpark. A little over half of uh, of basketball. Not consecutively. I did watch some a good chunk of the second half and a good chunk of the first half. But yeah. Ooh. 
We'll talk about that a little bit later on on today's show. Scoots, how was uh, all the radio yesterday? You made it. You made it another day. What, is today your last day doing the full? Yes, and I am very thankful that Rutherford, early in the week, he told me that he needs to get out about 5.30 on Thursday. So I know today's going to be half an hour shorter than the rest of the week has been, so I'm really excited about that. But no, it's overall, it's been good. It's been going fast. When, you, when you're doing all these local shows and we're talking about topics that I care about, it tends to go fast and make the day go faster. So, no, it's been really good. It's been better than I anticipated coming into the week. But I've still got a – I mean, that's the thing, TJ. Even when I'm done with radio today, I've still got six hours of radio tomorrow, a football game tomorrow, and then i got to work Saturday and Sunday. So I've still got a couple of really long days left. Well, you, you'll get there, buddy. You'll get there. <laughs> I need a vacation. You'll get that paycheck, and you'll say, all right, scoots night out. <laughs> Maybe so. Well, we appreciate your service to the radio station. You've done great. I've heard a lot of scoots this week. Yeah, a lot too, of, too much scoots. A lot of scoots. I feel like I know all your inner workings, <laughs> even more so than I've already come to know over doing radio with you two hours a day for the last, how long, three years? Almost three years, yeah. yeah wow. Crazy. Wow. Corey, did you get anything crazy on your Wednesday night? Uh, I actually did trivia at KS Bar. Oh, that's yeah. exciting. Did you win? Uh, no, no, didn't, <laughs> uh, did not, but it was, it was still a lot of fun. Made the trip up to Lexington? Yep. Uh, what was one of the questions that got you? Uh, well, Matt, uh, Matt's trivia is different than, I guess we'd say, normal trivia. Like, all, all his questions are like lists, like, you know, na- name these six things or name mm-hmm. these ten things. So, it's, it's different, unique. Uh, I think one uh, up top of my head was like, name these, these six Busiest airports in America, I believe, was one of them. Atlanta, Houston, Chicago. Houston. Well, what's Chicago? It was uh, O'Hare. Yeah, yeah, it was Atlanta, Chicago. I think LaGuardia. Den- uh, no, uh, LAX. Yeah, it was uh, Chicago, Atlanta, Los Angeles, Denver, Las Vegas. I can't remember the other one right now. Has but, to be Houston. Houston's busiest airport in America. Got to be Houston. Maybe. I would also think that like Newark. Or is it Dallas? Up there as well. Ooh. Is it Dallas-Fort Worth that's well, the Houston's one? got two airports, too. Maybe yeah. Dallas does as well, but Houston's got two. One maybe, of those. Maybe that, maybe that splits the uh, the divide. One of those is the biggest airport in the country, or the busiest, and I can't remember Corey's which one. one that knows the answer. <laughs> well, uh, he said he forgot. Yeah. Uh, I, I, <laughs> boo, boo. I, I recall five of the six. I don't remember the sixth one. And then there, there was one uh, sport, sports question uh, involving UK, which – Kind of sad that I only got half right. He asked, um, in the Cal era, there's been six guys who've attempted at least 50 free throws and made at least 83% of them in a single season. Uh, and you had to name all six, and I only got three of them. Which In a of, single season? Yep. Okay. Well, quickly is yep. an easy one. Right. Um, I would guess Brandon Knight. Was he on there? No. Uh, no. I once again, I remember five of the six. Brandon Knight wasn't an over 83% free throw shooter. I don't recall that being the answer. I mean, 83% is really good. Yeah. That is like a good number. I know it doesn't sound all that that high, but that, that's a pretty that's a pretty good pretty good number. So the, the three I got were uh, Euless, Hero, Quickly. And that's a I, good, good three. Yeah. I didn't get uh, Hawkins, uh, Mays, which I would have never guessed. And I, once again, I can't remember the. Was six. it Darius Miller? 
doesn't ring a bell. I can't remember. Okay. I, I'll, yeah, I'll uh, Brandon one. Knight, 80% free throw yeah. shooter. Jeez, release. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, a, good, that's a good question. Uh, I, I guess Monk and Towns. Monk shot 81% and Towns shot 82%. So that was close, but not. You were close. close. That is really close for Towns. I wouldn't think that he was that high. He was a good free throw shooter, but yeah. I don't know if I would have gone that high. All right. Uh, Darius Miller in 11. He shot 80. Five percent. Oh, well, then that's that's on sixty-eight done. attempts. Is that well, allowed? Well, well, then, uh, yeah. Is that the criteria? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that final fourteen, he shot eighty over eighty-five percent from the free throw line. There you go, Darius Miller. Clutch. Way to go! And uh, only one season would he shoot more free throws than that season. It was the following season he'd shoot one additional free throw, although he uh, had a worse percentage, eighty percent for the national championship season. Uh, all right. Well, what do you want to get into your trivia here? I know you got to get to the office a little bit later today. I mean, I, I can stay for a while, but yeah, it's fine. We can. Well, let's get into it. Scooch, you think you're ready for a little trivia? I, I Well, just to recap my Wednesday, I went to the Hillcrest Halloween. How was that? Street in Louisville. You ever been there, Corey, to Hillcrest? Uh, unfortunately, I have not, but I, I have been wanting to go, yes. That's crazy. It's such a big Halloween guy, and yeah. it's right off Frankfurt in between Frankfurt Ave and, and Brownsboro Road. Right. Uh, so it's not like it's you know super out there. It was good. We went early, like, because, you know, with the kids, it's easier to go early. So it wasn't dark. And you don't have to go when it's dark. Sometimes you can actually pick up on more stuff when it's not dark. But it was it was great. We had fun. Went with our neighbors. It's about, like, I don't know, 30 to 45, 30 to an hour of walking, depending on how long you want to go or how much you want to stop. But weather was amazing yesterday. So we had a really nice time. Scoots, really getting in the Halloween spirit. I have watched zero Halloween movies, unlike Corey, which today's the 19th, which means he's watched 18 Halloween movies. I uh, haven't gotten into the Halloween movies, but at least I've done a couple Halloween things. That makes one of us. I've done nothing for Halloween. But you're not a big Halloween guy. Actually, I decorated my house. Did I tell you all that? No. I got you some... were not going to decorate. That's where we left last Oh, left. okay. So, yeah, no, when I had dinner with my family on Saturday, my grandma had all this Halloween stuff that she was going to give to my sister. And my sister was like, yeah, no, we don't have the room for storage or whatever, which is total BS. They got all kinds of room. My sister just didn't want it. And my grandma was like, yeah, there's a full-size skeleton. And I was like, seriously? I was like, I'll take that. I'll put him in the front seat of my car, strap him in a seat belt. So we get done eating, and I go out to my grandma's car, and the skeleton's like up to my knees. It is far from a full-size skeleton. But in the bag, there was also, like, two pumpkins that you plug into the wall and they light nice. up. And then there was, like, this vulture skeleton that looks over down down off off our fridge. So I put all that stuff up in the house, and it's it's feeling festive in there. Well, look at Omar coming through. In well, the I, I, I was telling Omar, I was like, funny that you offer this to me after Ashley didn't want it because me and Jacob were talking the other day about how pretty soon we're going to start decorating for all the holidays. So good to get a start on Halloween. Yeah, that is good. Do you have anything outside your house? No. Fall leaves. Right. Got, you got you some... need to at least get a pumpkin. Maybe I should take one of the pumpkins I have. Actually, one of the pumpkins lights up, one of them doesn't. So what if I take the pumpkin that doesn't light up and put it outside? Yeah, or just get a real pumpkin. Uh, then you got to worry about how to dispose of it. and you Trash know. can. Easy. Boom. Mm. We're solving all your problems right here <laughs> just with one word. Not even. Don't even need a full sentence. Th- then what if something gets in my trash bag, eats the pumpkin, and then bad poop, luck. poops all the seeds bad, there? Bad I luck. Got, next, next thing you know, I got a pumpkin patch. Never next have year. to pay for a pumpkin again. End up being good luck. <laughs> Pretty easy. We're getting over here. Get a pumpkin, Scooch. Corey, do you decorate for the for the holidays? Uh, I try to, but uh, I've been kind of 
kind of lazy this year. I haven't done uh, anything yet, so I'll probably be I'll probably do some last last second. Unfortunately, can I interest you in a pumpkin? Uh, sure, as long as it doesn't uh, poop seeds. <laughs> <laughs> My wife will make the take all the seeds from when we do jack o' lanterns and like bake them. Oh yeah, had, gosh, they're so good. Yeah, it is good. I love it. I love it. It does fall under the category of scoots. Like, if, if it's really that good, wouldn't you do it more times throughout the year? Which I have this take, Corey, that like there are certain holiday foods, and once you get into like Thanksgiving and Christmas, you get into this a little bit more. But some people do it with Halloween stuff as well. That like things are only that are only good seasonally or like for a holiday really aren't good. We just are tricked into thinking that they're good. Right. Oh, and pumpkins at the top of that list. Well, you don't really eat pumpkin. Well, I mean, think of all like the pumpkin flavored stuff we get around this time of the year. All that's that stuff, a good point. All yeah, that stuff's pie. no good. But well, people well, just like it because they can only get it one time a year. I would eat pumpkin pie year round if I could seasonally find it available. Pumpkin pie is good. And I won't take any pumpkin pie slander here on this radio show. It's all right. And uh, I would also say that candy corn's great. Oh, I love candy corn, yeah. Especially the the pumpkin ones. We're making it a sweep here today? Uh, Candy corn is pure trash. Sorry. (laughs) Ooh. Well, Corey, I guess we got to get you out of here. It's time for a break. Uh, Scoots, do you still not have access to the text line? I do not, no. Trevor's not texting you back? No. So, I don't know what he's doing. You haven't heard from Trevor in 36 hours. I haven't heard from him in, yeah, about 36 hours. That's about and right. And you can't get access to the text line. I can't get access to the station email. So who kn- Dugan could have sent like four commercials there for me to produce and, and voice, and I haven't seen them because I can't get help from the big guy. It's in, so basically I know the password to the email to get in. But once I type in the password, it pops up a verification page that it's sending an app to Trevor's phone or sending a notification to Trevor's phone that he has to open and click on, which don't know why he's unable to do that. Have you tried calling him? Probably will do that today. And how many text messages, you know, uh, we don't have to get into the weeds of all this, but at least three or four. And nothing, no response. No response. That's really weird. Yeah. That's pretty bizarre to have like, hey, I need a simple task that only you can solve. Like, it's a question. It's not just like an open-ended, like, hope you're having fun on your trip sort of deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope he's not dead. That's crossed my mind. Always does. I mean, if we're being honest, always, always does. Um, But no, I'm sure it's just laziness. Or we can probably resort, fall back to laziness on this. So, yeah. I hope you enjoyed your Wednesday. We appreciate you starting your morning with... Kentucky roll call. Nick Roush is out. We've got Corey Price sitting in. Uh, let's see. Ooh, Roush just texted said he ran into a roll caller at the airport. That's always a good time. Yeah, well, hopefully they're tuned in listening. I don't see any reason Roush wouldn't. One of the days that you did trivia, Corey, I was heading to the airport. I think also going to D.C. Yeah, that's right. That was when you did the age birthday, or like right. what age they are on yeah. the birthday and uh, I was texting in from the airport, having a good time. So I think I think you won, despite not being on the show. Easily my best trivia performance <laughs> I've had with Corey Price, and it was the day that I wasn't there, and I was texting answers into the phone. But even the wife was impressed. She's she's like, "You're killing this." I was like, "Yeah, you know, I never, I always do pretty bad on Corey's." As you're about to find out right now, Scoots, let's get the dramatic music. Oh, I forgot. Dang you it. are just a let turd. me pull it up. Hang on. I'm kidding. I love Fail. you. Scoots. That's all right, buddy.
I thought we would wait till the second segment like we did last week. I don't think we did wait till the second segment. We did, week. yeah. Because oh, we, we yeah, went through some pleasantries, went to a commercial break. Oh, maybe break. we took an early commercial yeah. break. Oh, mm-hmm. maybe it would have been smart. Maybe should have done that this time, too. All right, I was really more on the ball last week. All right, no, we're good. We're ready to rock and roll. Corey, let's hear it. Well, since football is on the bye week, I figure I'd do some trivia on the blue-white scrimmage. TJ, mute your mic. Okay, I think we should be good now. So like I said, since uh, we're on a bye week for football, I figured we'd do some trivia on the blue-white scrimmage. Uh, I, if there's one uh, piece of trivia in history I know <laughs> in my life, it's blue-white scrimmage trivia. I'm joking, so. I'm joking, I'm joking. Okay, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> so uh, this month is known for a certain holiday and a certain genre of film, and in my opinion, the greatest horror film franchise is centered around this holiday that's coming up soon so uh these questions are about the halloween film franchise oh all right so have y'all seen all of these or most of these or definitely most seen of most them. of them yeah. i bet maybe there's one or two that i haven't seen i have seen all the more recent ones that okay. came out um see i haven't seen those so the maybe, recent ones were okay maybe we can cover all our bases. they like here. progressively kind of got worse but um but that's all right that's all right no i've seen them i'm ready okay so first one, uh, which of these Kentucky place names was not mentioned or used in the original film? A, Bowling Green, B, Franklin, C, Hardin County, D, Russellville, or E, Smith's Grove? No, I mean, five options is ridiculous, first and foremost. I agree. We're, we're, we're a four-option <laughs> trivia show. Um, that's just the way that we roll. I've uh, got my opinion. So... Halloween's got like an interesting history to it. Wasn't it written in Bowling Green, Kentucky? I don't know it was written in Bowling Green, but uh, John Carpenter grew, grew up in Bowling Green. That's like why on the campus of Bowling yeah. Green. So that, that's why uh, his uh, uh, a few of his films have different place names from, from the state, which I, I think is pretty cool. I would say Hardin County. Yeah, that was my guess as well. It's actually B Franklin. That's not, oh, that's really? Not, not Franklin just seems film. so generic. It that does. That would be yeah. thrown in there. Yeah, easy for peasy. sure. Hardin County is in there in the first movie. Yes, uh, I think uh, they transfer Michael Myers either to or from some uh, mental hospital. I think. Either Why two- didn't he make Haddonfield just in Kentucky? Uh, that's a great question. Could have been huge know. for tourism in our state. That's right. Yeah, I'm sure Damon Thayer would have tried to stop that too. <laughs> just kidding. We got sports gambling. Way to go, Damon Thayer. Uh, all right, that's a good one. Yeah, and the the interesting history of John Carpenter in Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's worth a Google. It's, it's, it's pretty good. Very cool. Yeah. All right, so the original Michael Myers mask was a modified version of what actor's mask? Uh, it was the Admiral guy in Star Trek, um, or like one of those space movies. Spock? Yeah, not Spock. Who are some of the other people in Star Trek? That's all I know. <laughs> you are on the right track. Uh, let, me th- let me try to think of it. Um, Oh, my gosh. They just painted it, and they didn't expect it to be so creepy, but it right. ended up being super, super creepy. I don't know. Well, what is it? I'm going to really kick myself here. It was William Shatner's mask. Yeah, okay. Who it, played Captain Kirk on yeah. Star, there Star Trek. There you go. Okay. Yep. Let me look up Captain Kirk mask, see how accurate it is. Like how much you can see Michael Myers with it. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty, pretty obvious. Uh, pretty terrible mask just like for a human. But if you want to play a scary person, right? pretty solid mask. Pretty scary. 
Okay. All right. I'll give myself a half point. <laughs> uh, what famous actress made her film debut in the original movie as the character Laurie Strode? Oh, well, that's easy. Scoots, you got to know this one. The Scream Queen. Mm, I don't know this one, no. Jamie Lee Curtis. There you oh, go. Okay. All right. Yeah, I did know that one. She came back and she was in the uh, the most recent one. Yeah. Did okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Yep. All right. The character doc- Dr. Samuel Loomis, played by Donald Pleasance, has its name derived from a character in which previous horror film? Samuel Loomis. I've heard this one before, too. I've listened to a podcast on Halloween, the movie. Um, I would go either like Psycho or the... I'll go The Exorcism. Uh, your first guess was correct. Psycho. psycho? Okay. Yeah. I'll go, uh, the, the, I think I broke up there. I meant to say I'm taking the Yeah, yeah. Uh, Another half point. All right. Psycho? What, what, is, he, what is Dr. Loomis and Psycho? Uh, so John, John Galvin just played Sam, Sam Lewis. He wasn't a doctor in Psycho, but he was still Sam, Sam Loomis. So. Ooh. Yep. Is he like supposed to be playing? Like, is this like a, the character's grown up and become a doctor now? No, I mean, there, there are two different characters. Oh, just, okay. They just happen to have the same name, that's all. I see. Yep. That'd be cool, though, if there was like an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. yeah been on. Okay, go ahead. What comedian and future Saturday Night Live star made his film debut playing a minor role as Barry McNichol in Halloween 2. Is that the season of The Witch? No, that is three. Oh, okay. Uh, no idea. Scoot, no clue. Scooch, any guesses? I mean, I, I totally off base, but I was gonna. I was thinking like, I don't know, Rob Schneider. Not bad. <laughs> it was Dana Carvey, actually. Hmm. Would have never got that. It was that. a very, very brief role. But that, that, that yeah, I'm not even film. familiar with him at all. So. You don't know Dana Carvey? I don't. I don't. I'm not normally great with that stuff. Have you seen Wayne's World? I have seen Wayne's World, yeah. He's he's Garth. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good deal. Uh, not my, like, actors and stuff like that I'm not very good at, but Dana Carvey was in Halloween too. Yes. Interesting. What do you play? Uh, he was an assistant to some news anchor person, and they, they were on, on the scene of one of the murders and... The news producer person told him to I don't know, do some kind of task or something. Don't gotcha. Do that. So when you watch Halloween 2, you're like, oh, there's Dana Carvey. There's Dana Carvey. There he is. <laughs> yeah. uh, what was the name of the fictional company that produced deadly masks in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch? Oh, man. I, I've only seen Season of the Witch like twice and once was by accident. And then the second time was yeah, just like, what the heck was this that not, I saw? It's not good. Uh, so I, I, I'm probably going to, it's probably going to ring a bell, but I don't think I'm pulling it out of my butt. Um, I, I, yeah. There's like a pumpkin one. There's um, a witch and yep. a skeleton, I think. Just like your spooky little Halloween mask, but I don't know the name of the company that makes them. Same. What is it? It is S- Silver Shamrock. Silver Shamrock. Silver Shamrock. Wow. Wow. Yep. Okay. Uh, what comedy actor appeared in his second ever film as character Tommy Doyle in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers? Tommy Doyle, a really annoying character. I can tell you that much. He wasn't that, that annoying. Uh, <laughs> super annoying. Yeah. Just, uh, I also feel like I know this one. I'll, I'm gonna Google what Tommy Doyle looks like. I'm not gonna look at the actor and just see if I can see I who, will it, who you, it looks like as I, a child. I will give you a hint. So this was this this actor's second ever film. 
this person's film debut was in Clueless. Okay, so I'm getting this because I can just tell who it is, um, but I do feel like I cheated a little bit just by <laughs> looking at the kid. It, it's Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd. That's a young Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd is correct. Tommy Doyle was an annoying character. Yep. Paul Rudd, an yep. annoying Tommy Doyle. Well, maybe. Uh, what rapper played the character Ronnie Jones, the security guard at the fictional Hillcrest Academy in Halloween H2O 20 years later? All right, Scoots, you got to know that one. My only guess, and I don't know why I'm guessing this, would be Exhibit. Exhibit's your only guess? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Ice Cube. Ooh, no. It is LL Cool J. Oh. You, you all were both so, we're all over it. So very close. All over it. They're in like the same like realm of exactly. music. Yeah. All right. Uh, last one. All right. Uh, all right. What rapper played the character Freddie Harris, the creator of the fictional show Dangertainment and Halloween Resurrection? Um. Can we go back to the well again? <laughs> Exhibit. <laughs> <laughs> Ice Cube exhibit. <laughs> it is somebody like that. T.I. Um, no. Well, who's another? Not T.I. That's all the ones I can think of that have done acting. I'm going to gonna kick myself again for this one. Um, it's on the tip of my tongue. Rhymes. Buster Rhymes. Buster, Buster Rhymes. Buster Rhymes is correct, TJ. <laughs> Look at you, clutch. I couldn't think of Buster to save my life. I guess well, it's, it's Busta. It's Busta. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Hello, Buster Rhymes. <laughs> Come over here, Buster. Buster like Scooter is a great like old person name. Love it. Come here, Buster. <laughs> uh, I could not think of Busta for the life of me. So, Scoots, you'll you'll get the you get the point on that one. Hey-o. All right. Is that it? Uh, that's. I mean, yeah. I can I can make up some if you want, but yeah, that's, that's it. Make up one Halloween question that you know the answer to off the top of your head. Uh, I, I know a few. Um, so the film takes place in Haddonfield, which is fictional. Uh, but you know what state the fil- the film was actually filmed in? California. See, yeah, that's, that's, that was too too. They easy. had to like actually reuse fall leaves because right. where they were shooting, they didn't have them. So like right. in scenes in Halloween, you'll see a bunch like a big pile of leaves. They had cast that would go pick those up, and then in the next scene, go like take them around. And I think they had a limited supply of pumpkins as well. Like pumpkins yep. had to be reused and moved around a lot right. throughout the movie. Uh, I got that one. Yep. All right, give me one more. Uh, so what is what is the amount of time elapsed between when Michael Myers first kills his sister and when he comes back to his hometown to kill again? Ooh, great question. It's got to be 13 years, no? Close. Um. You know, is it 20 years? Uh, l- less than 20. 15. 15. 15's right. He was 15. He was six when he killed his sister, and he came back when he was 21. Is it on, like, the exact night, Halloween night? Yeah, yes. Because I think you have, like, Dr. Loomis, or you have somebody where it's, like, 15 nights to the night or something like 15, that. Yeah. yeah, 15 years to the night. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. All right, Corey. Well, th- I, I like the bi-week trivia, especially yeah. the, the festive Halloween aspect to it. I'm sure you're glad it wasn't about the blue blue white scrimmage. I'm sure. I was ready. I think I would have done better with the blue white scrimmage uh, trivia. Maybe. Uh, I, what if you what if he had? I was like, I've got a few blue white trivia. I couldn't even think of the first thing. 
question. Wait, I'm, com- I'm confused. Are we talking about the blue-white scrimmage or the red-white scrimmage? hey Did you see that quote <laughs> from Kenny Payne? Uh, no, no, I didn't. In his press conference after their exhibition win, he had a slip of the tongue, and he said, I was disappointed with this player uh, because in the blue-white, uh, red-white scrimmage, he's, <laughs> you know, U of L fans, he's done. Oh. Kenny Payne's done in this town after a slip of the tongue like that. Forget four and 28. That he was, just accidentally said blue-white game. That was Kenny Painful. hey <laughs> All right, we need to take our first break. Corey, I think, has got to head to work. But, Corey, we really appreciate the trivia and you hanging out with us on this Thursday morning. No problem. You make Thursdays fun, buddy. All right, this is Kentucky Roll Call. Corey Price, Justin Kalen, I'm TJ Walker. We'll be back after this. Kevin. Yeah. That is my name. Yeah. They call me Kevin. Yeah. Because that's my name. Roll call. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I got my day started at Thornton's this morning. Didn't run inside. Um, only wearing sandals and I already had my drink and my banana, although I left my banana in the car. Mm. Get that. But uh stopped at the Thornton's and got gasoline, delicious, tasty gasoline for my car. <laughs> Saved 10 cents on the gallon because I'm a Refresh and Rewards member. It's not always 10 cents for people. I think that's just because I'm a VIP. Uh, but it's 5 cents for everybody. So you yeah. can get, I think the get indoor price is 5 cents for gasoline at Thornton's. And uh, there's a Thornton's near you in Louisville. You can download the app. Get yourself to become a Refreshing Rewards member so you can get the benefits and the discounts and see gas prices around you as well and all the specials and the deals. And Scoots has been a busy, busy man this week. He's had to run over to Thornton's and grab food here and there, but he's a happy camper because they've got such great eats over there as well. So text on into the Thornton sex line. We're going to get to more of them today. Corey is hanging out for about another like seven or eight minutes just based on his work schedule. It worked out better, and we're happy to have him. Still here, Corey. Can't get rid of you. Yeah, uh, no Pop-Tart this, this morning? No Pop-Tart. We're out, unfortunately. Uh, we're having a big, like, in-house uh, civil war, if you will, uh-huh. over, I don't know if it's Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. They're basically the same anyways, right. versus Kroger. And it's just, it's getting ugly, Corey. <laughs> the, Scoots, it's a, lo- it's a long story that I'm going to summarize. Okay. And this is like wife heading to work hour right now, so she's probably listening. So oh I'm boy. just going to get myself in even hotter water. But <laughs> here's the dilemma. My wife doesn't like going to grocery stores. Same. I love going to grocery stores. Like, I have no issue with it. And I, I generally think I can go pretty quick. Sometimes I end up you end up staying there a little longer than you think. But the issue is, Scoots, when I go to the grocery store on the family's behalf, I don't get the right things. I don't get like whatever, you know, I get the off brand accidentally, or I get the thing that was close to the thing I was supposed to get, but it's not actually the thing I'm supposed to get. So the wife taking advantage of technology, I think she kind of started falling in love with this during the pandemic and she's a big fan of it. She would do click lists. 
do the old click list shopping. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess every store, every place now has something comparable to that or something similar to that. So we would do Kroger click list. It's by my office. It's pretty easy. Um, I swear she spends more time on her phone doing the click list than she would actually just going to the store and like getting the stuff herself. Yeah, because you can see all the options on the click list. But neither here nor there. She likes the click list. She's entitled to like the things that she likes. The issue, Corey, is when we do Kroger click list, they give us like the worst of what we order. And that's okay. Like I get it. You know, they're not, they don't know who. They don't know that I'm the GD sports talker. They don't <laughs> right. know whose fruit they're picking out. But we get, like, the fruit that is probably at the top that, like, you know, the strawberries, you can just look. These are not, like, the strawberries you want. They're right. only going to last a couple days. Yeah. So, like, we were at a point where it was like, all right, well, you don't want to go into Kroger. You do want to do the click list. But, like, admittedly, we're kind of wasting money on some of these click list items because we're just not getting the best of our batch. And she's like, well, you know who does great with click lists is Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or whatever stupid place it is that she likes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't really like the meat that they have there. Like, I just think their meat doesn't taste good. And then all their food they have is like knockoff brands of good food, but like maybe slightly healthier under the guise of organic or whatever words they want to use to make you feel better about eating sugary bad food. Yep. So, but granted, they do give you better fruit or the fruit is like, preserved longer or will last longer, whatever words that I'm looking for. Um, So we're at a point now where it's like we go there and yeah, we get better fruit, but I think the meat just stinks. Like it doesn't taste as good, not as enjoyable. We got a rotisserie chicken there for dinner last night just to like cut up and make some quesadillas or sandwiches, whatever you wanted with the road. And it just wasn't good. Just wasn't good. But the Kroger fruit's not great. So I don't know what to do, Corey. Not sure what to do at all. You could waste your gas and go 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 to both places. The truth of it needs to be, she just needs to let me go grocery shopping at Kroger right. and get over it. And if I don't get the right thing, then teach me. And next time, I will get the right thing. Right, Scoots? I don't know. I don't know why you can't split. Why, why can't yeah. you click list through Whole Foods or whatever and get all the fruit and stuff and then get your meat and stuff from Kroger? Right. You could theoretically do that, but just, you know, waste of time. Additional so do, time. You all, do you all go pick this stuff up? I am usually the one that goes picks it up. Okay, so you don't do the delivery. No. Okay. No, don't do the delivery. That ch- that would change things. Well, how so? Because if you were doing the delivery, it wouldn't matter. You could just get delivery from both. Places. Yeah, but it's still like going on two different apps, ordering two different things, going through the old rigmarole. Yeah, but you're twice. getting what, but you're getting what you want. That's true. So you you can't the, complain I mean, about right not about have that. you can't complain about not having what you want, and then you don't want to take the time to get what you want. You know. All this was to say I don't have my Pop-Tarts, Corey, because that was a, we didn't go to Kroger, most a, recent grocery trip. Long, I don't have my GD Pop-Tarts. A okay? very long no answer. That's as, as nice. But we've gotten some of the like the knockoff healthy Pop-Tarts at the other place, and they just suck. I mean, they just, yeah. they're not good. Very little filling, very little icing. Oh, those are the unhealthy parts. I don't care. It's a Pop-Tart. Like, I'm not eating a Pop-Tart for the health benefit. It's, so, more, it's more like a Flop-Tart. <laughs> You're on the money today, Corey. <laughs> you're you're making jokes Roush and his wildest dream couldn't come up with. You're quick. Yeah, you're thanks, quick. Thanks. Uh, all right. What did you watch any of the SEC Media Day stuff? Did you follow along with any of it? Anything that John Calipari had to say? I hate to say it, I did not follow it. I tell you what, that like the coverage of SEC Basketball Media Day 
was probably the most I've ever seen it from just like an outsider's perspective, but maybe the least from UK coverage. You, there's been SEC media days where it's just UK coverage, right. and you'll get like two other reporters. I, I'm not joking. I mean, I've been to Birmingham for some of those media days where it's just like nobody, not one outlet is sending anybody to cover South Carolina basketball, for an example, or whatever team it may be. And there's a lot of that. But I felt like you had, I mean, Alabama was well covered with multiple, multiple outlets. Same with Auburn as well. And, of course, that's kind of that market anyways. Um, but you you had people from all over, even Georgia. And I know that's not a long drive necessarily from Athens, but uh, the expectations for Mike White are higher than they have been, but not anything too grand so it's fun to see more people pick up on sec basketball get excited for sec basketball uh it's good for the league i think the league's probably the strongest and the best that it's ever been at this moment it'll only get stronger when you add texas to the fold next year oklahoma i don't know what what's their ceiling as a basketball program they did go to a final four with buddy healed but uh, south carolina went to a final four so that's not maybe saying saying all that much, but the league's strong right now. Probably only going to get stronger. More and more places investing in basketball. Calipari talked about all of this yesterday. Uh, he did get into more specifics about the team, Corey. He said he shouldn't put a timeline on Uganda and Bradshaw. Does that make you nervous or worry you or tick you off or anything? It does make me a little nervous because uh, we don't know uh, what Big Z can do. I mean, we've seen highlights, but I mean, you can make anyone look good in, in, in highlights, so it is worrisome a little bit, but uh, I mean, I like the way we played in Canada with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Trey playing. Uh, I, I guess the five or whatever. So, um, no, you're gonna get a lot of Trey playing five. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, I guess it's not. Well, I guess the big question is: Is Cal going to use that same type of um, uh, playing Trey at the five? Um, I guess it's probably not. And unfortunately, there'll probably be some games where we'll have two two of the big guys at the same time and. I still don't know if if that will you know gel or not. Well, let's worry about just getting like one of them healthy enough to get back to the fold. And right. he did he he and his timeline comment was more along the lines of like, uh, you know, I shouldn't put a timeline on it. That may not be fair to them, but they're both progressing well. He said all the right things. He did say Bradshaw's probably further along than Uganda is at this moment, which I think if you're a UK fan, if you were to pick between the two, that's the one who you're going to go with. And Corey, I know you got to roll out of here soon. But again, thank you so much for spending no your time with us on this Thursday. It's been a lot of fun. But uh, you'd want Bradshaw back sooner rather than later. And if we're still going on that five- to six-week timeline, I mean, it's probably not too far off to suggest that, like, hey, don't expect Bradshaw doing meaningful and contributory minutes until SEC play. Like maybe you get him back in late December or maybe you get him back in early or mid-December where he's starting to do some things, but it's probably going to be a bit before you actually see him uh, make an impact, be impactful the way that we think. Potentially top draft pick impactful. Certainly lottery pick impactful. First round in the NBA impactful. Uh, It's going to take him a little time, even if that timeline is accurate for Calipari. And we're always so nervous about Calipari timelines, but what can you do about that? Nothing can't do anything about it. You just got to kind of live with it. And if it ends up being right, then, you know, fine, we go with it. If it ends up being wrong, everybody points their swords towards Calipari and gets super worked up about it. But he did say some interesting things. He said basically verbatim what we've been saying about Big Z of like, hey, if you think this dude's going to be an instant impact difference maker day one, your expectations probably aren't in check. 
I think that's probably accurate with Big Z. I don't even know how much you'll see him against some of those garbage teams. You want to get him out there just so he can shake the rust off, get a feel for the college basketball game. But how many meaningful minutes he plays against Kansas, if he played over 10 minutes, I think I'd be surprised. And, you know, that game, not too terribly far off. Not to start the season, Scoots. Not, not to start the season. Not the season, the season no. opener. Yeah, I know that now. Who is the season over? So I can get it right. Can you fill me in? Zach Satimbre's New Mexico State. Oh, that's Aggies. right. Yeah, that's right. I knew that. Yeah. Oh, you and Spears were talking about something yesterday. Yeah? Whole hour of it. Now I can't remember of it. Now I can't remember what y'all were going on about. But it made opening night college basketball matchups seem riveting. Really? Yeah, I don't remember what it was. I'll have to think about it. Uh, you also were saying words you can't say on air. What? Gender specific. That's not true. Nega, nega, <laughs> negative. <laughs> I won't get into it. It's his show. He takes responsibility for all I that. I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's totally <laughs> fair. Uh, we're going to get to a lot of the Thornton's text line. Cal, also, there's like this 10-minute clip of Cal and Antonio Reeves with the SEC set where they were talking. There's a lot of things that stood out about that. I don't think it was Cal's like finest interview. Um, and I'm not trying to be nitpicky, and I'm not trying to be one of those people that like gets worked up about things that he says and, and those sort of deals. But it was just... It, it did have a bit of like a used car salesman pitch to it. Um, not so much substance as just like fluff. And I know there's Calipari haters that are like, that's what he does every time. But this was like a 10-minute clip, and you were waiting for some like substance, and you didn't get much, if any, of it. His big thing, his big theme, Scoots, was we've been good lately. We've been good lately. We just haven't been Kentucky good. Okay. That makes sense, if you think about it. I mean, Kentucky's... Yeah, maybe on a wacky Wednesday. No, I mean, Kentucky's used to getting deep into the tournament. I mean, and they've had good regular seasons, but just haven't been able to make a tournament run, and I think that's probably what he means by that. Th that you're, you're, you're talking some sense into the whole quote, um, but that's the thing, is that like you are at Kentucky, though. You do need to be Kentucky good. Mm -hmm. that, like Those are the expectations. And it doesn't matter if you're good... No program. I mean, here's like the truth of it. Last year, you were a. I, I there's probably some bias in me even saying this, but I'm trying to say it as unbiased as possible. But UK was a average to good team that was dangerous if you caught them on the wrong night. Yeah, and that's really all they were. You it, like you just had to hope maybe it was going to be this on night for UK. We only saw very few of that. It was more likely they were going to probably have an off night. That's why they were a good to average team. It was a team that could have made the run, made a run, could have, didn't, because it was a good slash average team. The year before that, that was a good basketball team. It was a two seed. Like at UK and at any place, I think if you start the season and you say, hey, do you push this button to be a two seed? I think almost every team – very few exceptions, they pushed that button. Like 2014-2015 UK, I would have probably said, like, I ain't being a two seed. This is a one seed. Like, it's a clear one seed. Mm -hmm. And so, like, very few exceptions, would you not say, like, yeah, give me a two seed. And that UK team, which led to their downfall, unfortunately, in the NCAA tournament against St. Peter's, was they started to come apart. Injuries happened. 
minutes started to change because of the injuries, and then people would get healthy, and it, they just they they collapsed. They were going to be a one seed. They had every chance in the world to be a one seed. That was a good team. It just didn't have the March payoff that Scoots was talking about three minutes ago. And Cal's right about it. Like, you know, that's that's a good team, not Kentucky good. But at the end of the day, and this is such like a hokey radio topic, like, oh, Cal says this when in reality he needs to know this. Who cares? But you need to be Kentucky good. Who cares but me? You need to be Kentucky good. Saying, you know, like using that as like, yeah, we've been good, but not Kentucky good. Well, what is Kentucky good to you? Kentucky good to me is you get to the Elite Eight every year. Okay. So, yeah, deep deep tournament run. And that may not – and people may, like, have issues with that. It's a pretty broad, generic statement. But I think Kentucky should have a chance to play for the Final Four every year. You should never lose a first-round NCAA tournament game at Kentucky. Ever. You shouldn't. So then you get to the round of 32. You can Those can be tricky, hard games. But those are ones where the more talented team should win more times than not. Kentucky should be more talented more times than not in the round of 32. Boom, so you win that one. Then you get a week to prepare for the Sweet 16, five days to prepare for the Sweet 16. Those are really tough games. You know, at that point of the tournament, you're down to teams that know how to win in March now at this point. You just need to win it. Kentucky's probably going to have a crowd advantage more times than not. Sweet 16 game, week to prepare. You're UK, you should win those. And then Elite Eight games are where things get wonky. Like, I want UK to win Elite Eight games. I think expectations for UK more years than not, with exceptions, obviously, should be to go to a Final Four, have a chance at a national championship. But I think, like, a realistic expectation where you draw the line is the Elite Eight. Because just weird things can happen. You're halfway through the tournament run. You can get bad whistle from an official. We've seen that at UK. You can just have an off night. Another team can go bonkers. Dwayne Wade can put up a triple-double. Elite Eight games are tough. So I just think the expectation is to play in one. And if you win, boom, Final Four, you're two wins away from the ultimate goal. You lose it. You can be disappointed, Auburn 2019. But you also have to have the realization of, like, you know, we made a good run. We went pretty far. Ball just didn't bounce our way in an important game. Louisville did not play an important game last night. They played Simmons College. And U of L fans were really, really mad. Scoot said he watched a bunch of it. I watched probably more than I should have. Same. In hour number two, we're going to talk about it. U of L fans were hate watching it. I think they overreacted a little bit. Man, Mike Rutherford was fuming. He was fuming. Texted him a little bit during the game last night. Yeah, he was not happy. Calling him the school for the blind. Whoa. <laughs> Simmons College, that was. Oh, well, I thought with how much L was turning the ball over. No, I, yeah, I mean, I texted him early. I think it was when L had like 13 turnovers, 12 shot attempts. Ooh. He was like, yeah, 13 turnovers versus 12 shot attempts. Not very good against the school for the blind. We, <laughs> I, I think the L like I, I, this is just a waste of like time. L fans and media know what's going to happen with this season and what's going to happen after the season. But it's hard to try to be like give this team a fair shake to be yeah. like, hey, you got to let them play, you got to you got to see what they can do because they did start out poorly yesterday, and everybody was like, y'all stink, y'all are done, this team's terrible, it's going to be more of the same. You got to give it a little bit of time. It's a little bit of time. I saw some things if I were a UVL fan that I would like a little bit more things that I would dislike and think aren't good. 
But I saw a couple things that I thought were a little bit of a little bit of promise. We'll talk about that, and it'll be really text heavy in hour number two. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker and Justin Kalen. Again, a shout out to Corey Price for coming and hanging out for Trivia Thursday. Even though she could tear it apart, I'm tempted. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. Hopefully the FM's working. Maybe it's not, but you can find us on the AM if it is. You're listening to us somehow, so just keep doing what you're doing and keep going to Salsaritas for the best Mexican food in all of Louisville. Two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. And keep in mind, they're catering. You can save $20.23 with promo code Fall 20, when you order catering on their app. Or fall 2023. Fall 2020. Uh, maybe just be fall 23. Maybe fall 23. I thought you, you've been saying fall fall 2023. Oh, we'll get it. I'll get it pulled up. We'll, we'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this. But they got two locations in Louisville, Middletown, St. Matt, Matthews. And I've got it pulled up. Fall 2023. You're right, Scoots. There you go. You're on the money. Fall 2023 to save $20.23. Make sure you're downloading that app. Okay, fun first hour, fun trivia, fun hanging out with Corey Price. Scoots, we better get to this text line here. Yeah, that's the uh, bad thing about not being able to see it is I have no idea how much further we have to go. You can't even see it? No. Well, let me see if I can see it. Yeah, couldn't you just get on the Google chat? The one with me. Uh, yeah, I guess. I guess this is up to date. Just don't know where we're at. We got a long way to go. We'll get into it here on your Thursday edition of Kentucky Roll Call. Uh, while we do, your thoughts on U of L yesterday? You're going to talk a lot about it with Mike Rutherford. Oh. You'll probably talk about it with John Spears. Let Let's get your first takes. Man, I don't want to talk about it at all with anybody today because that was horrible. My gosh, it's watching that first half. Did it not look like the same team with just different pieces out there? Like, holy smokes, what are we doing? Why are we acting like that ball's a freaking hot potato? Nobody wanted to touch it. What did they? Didn't they turn it over on like their first four possessions? It, it was, was pretty. Awful. It was pretty ugly. Yeah, it was pretty ugly um, early on. There, there were parts where I was just like, "What, what are they? What is the goal offensively? Yeah. Like, what, what is the system? Like, what are they even doing? Uh, so much of it looked like pickup basketball. I will give Kenny Payne credit. They, their out of bounds plays, I thought were pretty solid. Like, I, you know, that that is some form of coaching. Yeah, they were getting players open and their players were hitting the shots like that. You know, that's that's what you that's what you want. And they won by 41. This team is that Simmons team is so 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 bad. There are probably over a hundred. They have a kid from Wagner High School. That's how you know they're bad. Okay, I mean, there's been good athletes from Wagner. No, let's just take it easy. Give me my moment to poop on Trevor. There's been good athletes. Trevor didn't even graduate from Wagner. That's true. <laughs> there's been good players from Wagner, uh, but not to you're you're saying that directly at Wagner. I'm saying there's probably like over a hundred teams nationwide high school basketball teams that could beat. Simmons College, yeah, and I don't think that's like hyperbole. It may even be more than that. Maybe hundreds of teams around the country that could beat Simmons College. 
And U of L won by 41 at times looked like a team that should dominate over Simmons. Other times it looked pretty bad where they were kind of going head to head for far too long. Uh, and most of it was based on, on turnovers, but U of L is going to be, U of L is going to be tough on this team. I totally understand it. You won four games last year. It's super embarrassing. There's really no like wiggle room. There's no being patient. There's no waiting to waiting to let the cake bake or, you know, this team, they're going to probably be like a six or seven seed in March and then, but maybe they'll click at the right time and, and, and win a couple games and surprise us all. No, no. Like the expectation is, will this team have enough to be a tournament team? And everybody is leaning towards no. I'm just wondering if they got enough to win 10 games. I mean, there's, from what I saw last night, they're, they are still going to drop a few of those cupcake games that they have on their early season schedule. I guarantee they drop one or two of those games. They will not win all those. They're probably going to, yeah, they'll probably drop one. I mean, they'll, they may lose to UMBC on opening night. They will. They'll probably, I think they'll win more than certainly last year. And I think more than people are thinking. But, like, I think there is something there with U of L, and it ain't with Scott Clark. Scott Clark, oh, he's so bad. He like, is bad. And he's always been pretty average. Like, he's always been pretty average. The stuff at Illinois is not a good look for him, just with how it all played out to begin with. But even when he was there and, like, running the show, he wasn't doing an amazing job. I, I just can't. Like, if you were a U of L fan and you were to choose between L. Ellis and Sky Clark, goodness gracious, I would take L. Ellis every day of the week, twice on Sundays and Saturdays. Same. And L, you know, he could shoot you out of games. He'd do silly, stupid things. Um, but gosh, his ceiling was so much higher than what Sky Clark is. But I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat that dead horse on Sky Clark all year. I've already been doing it. Uh, I can't help myself. It's something against him. He seems like an awesome kid. If he had been at UK, I could see how he could be a fan favorite. Not from his play on the court, but just like from his personality and stuff. Did you see the halftime special about him liking the liking Legos? Legos, yeah, yeah. I watched that. Big yeah. Legos guy, yeah. yeah, that's pretty fun. But he's not like yeah, not he's not a serious guard to lead your team to any sort of success that a program like U of L should be hoping for. They need to go with that Tyler Johnson guy. Mm-hmm. He, he's like a little water bug. I think there's something there to like from him. Yeah, I mean he had the four early turnovers, but he got better as the game went on. I thought. Yeah, no, he definitely is going to turn the ball over in a big way. He is almost like a at times looked like a poor man's L. Ellis. But I, I would just take the potential of him versus any sort of bad guarantee you're going to get from Sky Clark. Trey White is good. He was disruptive defensively. Again, mm-hmm. you should do that against Simmons. But he uh, he, he will be a good player for U of L. There's no doubt about that. And then old Dennis Evans, like his dunks were a lot of fun. You know, I, I don't know really what totally to make from him, but there's something there. Yeah. There is something there. Will Kenny Payne get it out of him? Kenny Payne was supposedly so good with UK's bigs. Uh, that was talked about when he was at UK. It was talked about when he left UK. It was talked about when he was in the NBA. And then when he took over at UofL, it was talked about, well, this guy is good with bigs. All right, well, here's Dennis Evans because there is something there. That is a fun piece. I think that that could be a really, really nice player but I also think it's if you don't coach him the right way, and maybe a lot of it's mental too, you could you could lose him. Could kind of be like a turtle, and he gets back in the shell, and you don't get really out of him what you should. But there's something there. And then with U of L, I don't even know who that Curtis Williams guy is. Freshman. Where the heck he came from? Yeah, he's good. Uh, he could really stroke the magic bean. He speaking of good. speaking of stroke, I hated 
every basket that went through the hoop last night at the Yum Center. What is up with those nets? Those are the worst nets of all time. They didn't freaking move. Dude would splash one home, and the net would just stay stationary. I don't know if I noticed. I want to uh, see the I want to see the net splash up, and you didn't get any of that last night. It was it was awful. Yeah, I don't know if I noticed. I don't know how you didn't. I mean, I, I every like that ball that went through the hoop. Was, I like that. That's your take. I hated it. I hate short nets that are stiff, don't move. Give me the long nets where they splash, and then there's an opportunity for that to come up over the rim. I want to see nets like that. I don't want to see these little short. Get- if you get a net nets. too long, though, I think it looks just silly if it's too long. It looks like the carnival games where the net goes all the way to the bottom so the ball can only go one place. I, I mean, I'm not asking for much here. I just want to see a little splash when a ball goes through the hoop. I want just ban the NCAA. No longer when the if the NCAA ever goes away. I want chain nets. <laughs> I'd be okay with I'm that. I'm shocked the NBA hasn't done that. You know, I know it's probably like a safety thing. People are going to get their fingers ripped off trying to contest a Giannis dunk. Uh <laughs> they did it for the Chris- Devin Booker had to amputate his arm after a terrible mangled net chain accident contesting <laughs> a Greek freak dunk. We'll keep him his family in our thoughts and prayers. Yeah, it's got disaster written all over it. It probably does. It's probably not the safest thing in the world. But, but it, imagine the sounds that you would get oh, coming over TV. Gracious. It'd be great. Oh, I can just hear great. a DJ Wagner 3, Antonio Reeves 4th made 3 in Ching. 5 possessions. Oh, my, the music of it. <laughs> You get the Sackback crew, they just make a song based on the sound of the metal chain, and they just make a remix of it. That'd be so good. I love it. We're on to something there, Scoots. Uh, we haven't read a text, though. That's one thing we haven't done. But the UofL, I, I think if I were a UofL fan in media, I'd want Kenny Payne gone. I'd want change after this year. I would think that this team isn't going to make the tournament. I think more than 10 wins, though, Scoots. I think they're going to – I think they'll be an average basketball team, a, a, maybe a below-average to they'll average be below basketball average. I think they're going to be right around 500 when it's all said and done. I don't think they're going to be an NCAA tournament team. I think they'll probably give U of L fans like a, a hope of an NCAA tournament. Like it'll be, you know, that carrot in front of them for most of the season where it's obtainable, but probably always on the outside looking in. Maybe some of that's with like preconceived notions going into this year because everybody nationally thinks U of L is going to stink too. I think they were picked to finish second last in their conference. Could be wrong about that, but I thought that was what I saw. But yeah, it's uh. I think there's some talent there. It's just what what are you what are you going to get out of three and four? Can JJ Trainer step up? I mean that dude barely even played last night. I feel like yeah. And, and then, same thing, Hunley Hatfield. Hunley, Hunley Hatfield just goodness. how can he be yeah. so bad? I'll agree that that isn't uh, if he doesn't show you some promise early on, you may just have to put him on the shelf. I mean, you might as well have kept the. Uh... Sidney Curry at this point. And then they've got uh, the guy who everybody got super excited about because he played well against UK in the Global Jam game. Oh, core four. Yeah, core four. He didn't do anything either. He didn't do anything either. But they need if they could get one of those two guys with Dennis Evans, there's your 5-4. Maybe Trainer finally wakes up at the three. I don't know. Trey White is your two. Tyler Johnson is your point. I'm missing like somebody big there. Um, I, I'm totally out on Scott Clark, so I'm not missing him. But Caleb Glenn coming off the bench, you know, he's a solid player. He had some good moments. Yeah. like you, well, you, I don't know what he was thinking. What Didn't he try to pound through that dunk? 
late in the second half or early in the second half. You remember that? I do. Like, I what are you that. doing, Caleb? You were never going to dunk. I didn't ball. know it was him. I had to like figure out that that was him. Um, I was I've always been intrigued. I mean, by he ended Caleb up making the layup and getting the and one, but he wanted to jam there. And then Mike James, you know, Mike Mike James as well. So you you do I think have some talented basketball players. I think the talent level is better than it was last year. I do think if you if you had L. Ellis, I think you could have like may have something there. Mm-hmm. Not again, not a team that's going to make a deep run in March, but a team that I you know could could provide some fun moments throughout a season, win some games they're not supposed to. Just too too much uncertainty slash certainty of a bad player at point guard for U of L. I think for this year to do anything, but they they've got some fun pieces. I would try to be patient if I were a fan. But that's easier said than done because my team didn't just go four and twenty-eight. True, you know, like if UK is coming off a four and twenty-eight season, and my rival fan is telling me to be patient with this group, I would tell them to suck down some eggs <laughs> and some farts. Five zero two four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. John here. Good morning to all. By gosh, Swaggy Cal is here, and it's early. Zanamir is pretty darn good, and Cal knows it. I kind of said the opposite yesterday, John. <laughs> I believe this may be a hot take, but if he stays healthy, I believe Zazanamir will be eventually be a top 10 draft pick. And I'm about to get my jump to conclusions map out and just write national championship on every square and predict number nine because championship hardware is coming home for the BBN. Well, got to go. Cat you later. Oh, no. We're still way ahead in the week, but he's still also saying cat you later. No, it's, so, a, it's a bye week. He can may, say it this week. Maybe more to the, maybe he addresses that a little bit later on. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cal basically said, like, you got to keep your expectations in check for Zanamir. And I think that is the right play. That's the, the smart thing to do. Um, he is a, a stick right now. He was going to get pushed around by just about everybody. But can he block some shots? Can he alter some shots? Scoots, I, do ha- I, I don't really know how to phrase this. I'm, I, I should have probably thought about this before coming in fresh to radio and trying to figure it out on the spot. But it's something I've thought about for like a while, but I've never really been able to figure out the right word for it. But there's these types of players in basketball, and they run like they have a stick up their butt. And there's no real better way to to like what's a better way to say that? Yeah, I don't, like they're stiff, you know? Yeah, like, stiff. They run stiff. Zanzamir, the big. They look Z, uncomfortable. He is a stiff runner, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> It's like, you know, like one leg has to be planted before the other one can leave the ground type of run sort of deal. And in reality, it's just like you're seven foot two, you're seven foot three, like your your whole body is just moving differently than the way you and I think about the human body. Yeah. But he he is a uh, he's a stiff he's a stiff fella. That's what makes like Wimbayama such a freak. He's not stiff. Yeah. Like he's that size, but he's very fluid and he can, you know, he looks like an inflatable arms guy at a car dealership. By the way, I got a uh, odds boost last night on DraftKings for Wimbanyama to finish yeah, the every- season with 15 and 8. Everybody got it. Oh, you got it too? Everybody okay. got it. Thought it was an Indiana thing. That's cool. No, I, I got it. I took <laughs> it too. But, you know, there's... I'm, I was hesitant. I didn't max out on it. There, Well, the max out was $25. Yeah, I didn't max out. Certainly, he's going to average 15 and 8. You would think. You would hope. Another texture says, I can confirm what Scoots just said. Dude could be Big Z's other brother. That's uh, the dude from Thornton's that has his height on his name tag. The people just know the people around Thornton's around these parts? Uh, you, would, you know him, yeah, because he's freaking huge. Does he kind of look like a vampire? No. 
He looks like a pretty normal guy. Actually, he told me the other day. I think he that said he is a vampire. I think he said he was fifty six, and I wanted to be like, "Dang, you're doing good." He doesn't look fifty six. Should are we what what day? Halloween was two weeks from Tuesday. Are we gonna dress up for the studio? Should we? I mean, I will. <laughs> Nobody else will see it. We did radio show. I think the Breeders' Cup was out here, and we were on the backside. Oh, is that so, when you win as uh, the dude Mr. from Larson. Happy Gilmore? Yeah. yeah. And it was like the the guns don't kill people, I kill people shirt. I couldn't wear that as a Halloween weren't costume you, shirt anymore. Weren't you the only one that dressed up? Everybody else kind of left you hanging? Uh, people were dressed up as jockeys. <laughs> but didn't Roush, Roush and Dugan, they showed up and di- they weren't dressed up or something? Nobody else dressed up. Yeah. No, nobody else <laughs> even had like a Halloween button on or a shirt or anything like that. <laughs> you would have never known it was Halloween on the backside of Churchill Down. A texter says, dishwasher does less water than hand washing, surprisingly. That is true, or so they say. That's mm-hmm. what Big Dishwasher says, if they're to be believed. I don't know if I can believe that. I do. I mean, I think it depends on the amount of dishes that you're hand washing. But if you're washing the equivalent of a dishwasher load of dishes... I do. That's totally plausible, and it would be my guess that you were wasting more water hand washing. Well, yeah, because you got to rinse them off, so that makes sense. Like you're I guess. just constantly going where dishwasher is yeah. mostly using a bunch of the same. Well, water I mean, and- if you're if you're hand washing dishes, that the way to do it is to hand wash them all, put them in the sink you're not using, and then rinse them all at the same time. Uses less water, there but I don't get a water go. bill, so it's all good. I always heard the dishwasher soap works better than the little food residue left on the left on the plate. The soap needs the food to react with it. No idea if it's true or not, but I can buy it. But but one thing I just know, like I with my hand and that little brush, I'm gonna get food off that plate. Oh yeah. Like I know that food's gonna get off that plate. For sure. And there really is nothing worse. And I think you see it more, and it's not with stuff that I usually eat, usually the wife. Wife catching a lot of strays on the show today. She can deal with it. But it'll be like, I'll pick up like a bowl and there'll still be some sort of like residue on the bowl. Out of the dishwasher? Yeah. Yeah. And there's like, that's a pretty bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Of like, well, poop. Is this clean? Are well, any and, of them clean? Well, and then you got to sit there and debate. Well, do, do I... Do I just take a paper towel and wipe this little thing off and act like I never saw this and just move on with my life? Because that's what I normally Ooh, do. No, I do the thing where I pick it up and I see it and I put it right back in the dishwasher. Oh, well, I do that sometimes, too, where, like, I'll, I'll load everything else, and that one just gets left behind. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if, like, one of, like, Lucy's little kitty cups gets turned upside down and it's filled with water, <laughs> like the dishwasher gross water, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the ones you just dump out and you just put right back in. See, that's one that I would take to the sink, rinse out, wipe it out with a paper towel, and call it good. Yeah, no. <laughs> when it's been, like, when dishwasher's been sitting in it, that's when I, I will. I'll but it would be, it, yeah, it'd be different for me if it was, like, for my daughter. Love all the dish socks. Yeah. <laughs> Also, was it weird to you that Roush was like, I love washing dishes. Favorite thing <laughs> in the world to do. It's probably my favorite chore as well. I don't to be mind honest. washing dishes, but I would prefer not to wash dishes. My, that's one of the nice things about hand washing. It's like once you hand wash it, boom, it's done. Well, and I think that's why I hand wash because I had it was so impactful for me as a kid washing dishes. Because I always remember my mom would let me take my shirt off and stand on a chair to do the dishes at home. So I feel like... For, Part of it for me is a nostalgic. Your mom, your mom thought it was cute, and Gil just thinks it's weird when you do that. Yeah, I don't have to use the chair anymore. Now, just a small stool. (laughs) (laughs) Just 
some dishwasher talk on your Thursday morning. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Want to tell you about some sunglasses at Shady Rays. Polarized sunglasses, and they've got such a great deal that if you lose your sunglasses, they're broken, or you just want your order resent to you, you pay a small processing fee, super easy to navigate their website, and you get your order sent back to you. Brand spanking new. I've had now several people tell me that they've done that. I've done it. It is incredibly easy, and it just makes you, once you do it one time, you're like, why would I have ever bought sunglasses somewhere else at Shady Ray's if something happens to them or I just want the order, I get it resent back to me. It's a great deal. That's why you buy with confidence and you save money with the promo code BIGX at checkout at Shady Ray's. Big X at checkout, and we'll be uh, you'll be a happy customer just like Scoots is, just like myself. Roush, he's gone, but he I, I guarantee you he brought his Shady Rays to Washington, D.C. with him. It was nice to be able to use them yesterday. I mean, oh, we, beautiful we hadn't had sunshine, I feel like, in the last week, so I almost didn't know what to do when I got in my car after Rutherford last night and the sun was shining on me. I was like, oh, got these nice Shady Rays here. Let me throw these on. Yeah. Well, I was good to go. What was it like getting out at 6? Oh, it's what's brutal. What's the end of the Rutherford show like? What do you mean the end of? So like here you are, you know, you're you're doing, yeah. you're doing your thing on Same the camera. Thing. Yeah. And all right, so then the show ends. Mm-hmm. Does Rutherford say bye to you? Uh he did on Tuesday, although yesterday, uh, maybe I shouldn't throw this out there, but forget it. He uh we had a little little poop and fart talk near the end of the show yesterday. So after his show, he had to go take care of some business. So I actually didn't even see him. I just I yelled at him through the door. So Rutherford took a huge dump after yep. his radio show. Didn't have a choice. Wow. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh, I'm going to have to go to HR with that. <laughs> HR's had enough of him. Don't, mm. don't do that. <laughs> wow. Mike would strike me for like, I've got to be the home pooper type. Yes. Pooper. Oh, me too. No, that's why I was super shocked. I was like, whoa, where's Mike? But and, he can just get after any old bathroom, And his computer huh? was still in that room. And I was like, where, where the heck did he go? And then I noticed one of the bathroom doors was shut. Mm. It was quite some time. I mean, the podcast but, takes a long time to upload. And he was in there the whole time. Did he, did he, did, when you hollered at him, did he holler back? Uh, actually, now that I remember it, he, as I hollered, he was actually opening the bathroom door. So I did see him, mm. but I left. Okay. I didn't stick around for that. And then you got after that bathroom this morning. Twice. Not a, not to do a two team eye for our radio audience. Yeah. So big, big, big 12 hours for that bathroom. <laughs> 13 hours for that bathroom. We'll take our last break and we'll leave the bathroom talk where it belongs in the toilet. Thank this God. is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. I was going as fast as a rambler goes. I could feel the speed from my head to my toes. Well, I've been around the block a time or two. Done almost everything a boy can do. I've done some living, yeah, I've had fun. But there is one thing that I haven't done. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Speaking of the Hollands, your your, your boy, uh, your boyfriend, uh, Jack Harlow. How how are things going with you two? Okay, I need him to go ahead and grow up and realize that it's me and him. I need for him to like when he looked me in the eyes yesterday. I just knew that he felt that spark. Um, I literally, when he looked me in the eyes, almost wet my britches because I was just like, oh my god, he looked at me in the face. He said hello to me. How, how do we think he smells? Um. 
like going on? like um, cedar and patchouli <laughs> and maybe a little bit of like elderflower, maybe a little lily. Um, I think that he probably smells like a dainty, sweet angel who needs to be roughed up a little bit. Wilton told me he ain't got a preference. I don't both down and I asked a few questions. Met last week and they already best friends, already best friends. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call on your Thursday. Our friend Haley Minogue, formerly with WHAS, now the co-host of the Lonely Hearts podcast, which is, uh, I don't know if they've had their second episode drop or not, but uh, I listened to a good chunk of the first one. How was it? It was solid. They've got to get a new microphone, but it was solid. They talked about breakups and stuff like that. Well, they're, you you know what? You could be on that. You we, can talk about like just being single and you know how tough the market is. Yeah, we brought that up when we were talking about it. Yeah, I thought we said that like Roush and I, but I, I don't know if we put the emphasis. I don't know. I guess I forgot we put the emphasis on you. You'd be great. You'd be a great guest. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Single. Oh, is that when we were like, you should be the producer for them? No, I wouldn't well, want to do all that. You should be the producer. I've got a lonely heart too, so I fit right in. That's true. They need a guy's perspective. They, they and nobody knows more about the dating ins and outs than you. <laughs> uh, it sounds like you're not going to do the speed dating at the quarry. Yeah, I don't think so. It's a you were out when the, you found out it was a sober event. Sober event. It's at a quarry. It's outside at the beginning of November. That is a wild move to do a speed dating event at a quarry outside of November. Yeah, without alcohol. And they're advertising all the fall, autumn colors. Yeah, not in the early November. Not going to be there. I mean, the thing I worry about is, like, is there going to be more than, like, six people at this thing? Mm, doubt it. That's kind of sad. I mean, how many people realistically go to speed dating events? You know? I, I don't know. I, I couldn't even guess the number. I've got no clue. I've always only ever seen it on TV. So I, it's one of those things, like, I didn't even realize happened in real life that people actually did that. And I, I say this not to be, like, judgmental or – I just say this as my personal thought, is that, like, if I were single, which if I probably take a, a swipe at my wife one more time today, <laughs> there's a decent chance that happens. I think, like, speed dating would be my absolute last resort. For sure. I think I'd even do, like, a, a trusted set-up blind date before speed dating. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. And there's no real reason why besides, like, it's just a gimmick, you know? Like, am I going to be more likely? Like, the only like it's basically just let's get people that are looking for other people and let's just get them in a room together. That's the extent of what it is. Yeah. In which case, do I really need to have, like, be on a clock and, like, or you move around? But in which case, I understand. Maybe you want to meet everybody. But I don't know. That would be at the bottom of the barrel for See, me. I, I, I would just be, like, you know, how in the dating apps. I'd even probably do like a sophisticated website before going to speed dating. Mm-hmm. Like I'd pay for a website before I'd pay to go do speed dating. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in the same boat. I just, my thing is, is I I don't want that time quantified, you know? I mean, there's, there's going to be some people I talk to that I want to talk to for 90 seconds. And there's going to be some people I want to talk to for like 20 minutes and they're going to cut me off at five minutes or whatever, you in, know, in, in the extent of like a romantic interest. Sure. But like you're a human, you can talk to another human for five minutes. Yeah. But I don't really want to. I, well, yeah, sure. That's another, <laughs> that's a whole different can of worms, but like you can, 
you know, we can be nice to other people even if we're not attracted to them on a physical level. Sure. And I know there's people listening that probably have had success speed dating, and that's great. I'm just speaking personally as somebody that hasn't been single for like 10 years. It would probably be the probably be one of my last options. And then a speed dating at a quarry. Mm. That sketchy. That's that's outside the barrel. Yeah. That's the bedrock. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, says, fellas, I think we need a new rule that Saturday's texts have to be done on Monday. <laughs> what, you don't like when it's Thursday and we're reading texts from Tuesday at 8.30? Yeah, you know, it's like one of the things with the show. Do we change it? Do we do anything about it? Do we just let it be? Well, and it's not always like that. It's only like that if Kentucky gets a huge win or a embarrassing loss. Really, losses are what get the text yeah, line for sure. the most fired up. And it, you're right. It's not like this a ton. A uh, texter on the Thornton's text line says, I think Dane will get it figured out. I think Barion should have just been a track star. The kid stinks. <laughs> well, then let's try to find him ways to get him the ball where he can shine as a track star. And he's got to realize that like, if you make a little catch in the flats, you, you can't juke yourself backwards four yards and you know sometimes just falling down maybe is the better play uh take what you can get because he can sometimes work himself back in a big way but all right if route running and right and making difficult catches right now is not not in fashion for him then let's get him the ball in space and let's see if he can kind of get out of this funk a little bit he's a dangerous player i'm not giving up on barry on and i think dane will be fine too I think this passing attack will have a good game somewhere. And that's just an opinion totally coming out of my butt. But, like, I just there is too much talent there. Is it, the offensive line not having a lot of time in the passing game on Saturday was a little concerning because they had mostly been pretty solid in protection. Both, I mean, running has been better than I think anybody anticipated from the offensive line, They're what they're doing in the run game. Passing Saturday, I think, is kind of what we expected all season, and really we hadn't seen a great deal of that all season. But, yeah, they got roughed up a little bit. Devin Leary didn't have a, a lot of time to throw. But I do think this passing game will have a good game. I don't know. Maybe it'll be against Tennessee. Maybe it'll be against Mississippi State. There will be a game where this passing attack looks good, Scoots, and we'll be like, what What the hell? Like, where has that been? Like, that's what we're looking for. It's going to happen. Is it weird that I believe in Varian way more than Dane? No, I don't think it's weird, but do you want to back up your opinion? No, I mean, I just I think with his speed and Dane's just been really bad this year. I feel like he's been he's had a lot of drops. I, we've talked about it on on shows in the past weeks, but it just feels like something's in between the ears with him. So yeah, it, probably right. I mean, there there there's got to be. That's the thing with both of them and Dane especially. Like Dane last year made some difficult catches. Yeah, like he it's was not really like, good. Yeah. I think a texter you know a month ago, two months ago, texted in and they said. Something about the SEC and Dane, he just maybe he's just not up to speed with that. No, but he did it against SEC teams last year. Like he's he's had big games and big catches and in big moments. Um, so Scooch, you're probably right about the ears thing because not like you just forget how to catch a football, right? And then which is why I think he'll be fine too. Like a, I think some of this stuff is contagious. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "I'm just now realizing these insane texts aren't from game day." Heavens to Betsy, we have some insane fans. But we love it. We wouldn't change anything about it here on Kentucky Roll Call, 7 to 11 on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM most times, 1450 AM all the time. Here's leave, a, us, leave us a rating or review. Here's a good text. If Nick did not want one snippet of a much longer quote to be taken out of context, then why did he tweet one snippet of a much longer quote out of context? 
Just joking around, of course, but Cal and Stoops both need to take a class on what to say after losses, and that's from Sensitive Sally Sack. Okay, so, like, on my Twitter, I only get, like, so many tweets to be able to make in letters and characters. So, yeah, I took a small snippet. You got to deal with it. (laughs) Whoa, Nick, you're back. TJ, there's a sequel to The Strangers that takes place in a trailer park. My wife and I think it may be even more terrifying than the first. Those movies will make you never want to answer your door. Yeah, but it got horrible reviews and ratings. I want to watch it. Still haven't watched a Halloween movie this season. I need a good Mm -hmm. one. So any suggestions, reach out. You think our fan base had never seen a non-English name before? Just sound it out. Rzanamir Ivacic. Yeah, you know. People, we get words wrong all the time. I think as long as people's intent is in the right place, who really cares? Who who do I trust more when it comes to X's and O's and tempo? Matt Jones or Adam Luckett? It's hard to say. I would go Adam Luckett between those two. Yeah, same. Uh, and Luckett's been he, you know, he that guy. He has forgotten more football than I'll ever know. His stuff on the tempo has been interesting. Like we, we, you know, as a fan base, you think with basketball, we would have learned our lesson, but we can't just fall into like, we talked about this yesterday too, but we can't just fall into easy cliche buzzword narratives and like think that if that, if we snap our fingers, do the buzzword, everything's going to be all better. It's not, not the way that, that it always works. And Adam Luck has been good with some facts there. A texter says, it's kind of funny that the biggest radio show in the state has a co-host that can't objectively assess one of the star players. He said he leads the country in drops because he gets his hands on balls the others wouldn't get close to. I guess this is referring to Ryan Lemon and, and Dane Key. I was thinking Shannon. I, I like, <laughs> it, you know, it's his fan. Like, Ryan Lemon is not going to be objective about Dane Key. And why would anybody have an issue with that? People aren't going to be objective with their own family. Like, nobody should have an issue with that. But you also need to not hang on his opinion when it's positive, you know, when it's overly positive because it's family. You're going to speak higher of that. I don't, I don't know why people are so surprised by any of that. Um, whatever. Shane Beamer doing a lot of yuck yucking in that press conference for a guy who's two and four. Yeah, Roush could have given you a lot much more passionate Shane Beamer rant than I, than I could. Wait, but they're only two and four. They're only two and four. Seems like they've done a lot better than that. Well, they lost to Florida. If you didn't see, I did see. Yeah. So now they, uh, they, they played Georgia close. That's still going to be a tough game for UK. I mean, yeah. it's a team that beat you in your home stadium last year. Mm-hmm. Second. And the thing that worries me about UK football more than anything else is scoots. I get a little bit worried that like you, you, you can kind of lose the team if you keep losing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And you finish the season with games that you're probably going to want to to win. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Kentucky's 5-2, and two, and you could make the argument that you've already lost some fans. Uh, Sure, yeah. I, I, I would, you know, I think the Tennessee game is going to be packed because it's Tennessee, and then the last game's against Alabama, and if those tickets are for sale, Al- the place is going to be packed, whether it's with Kentucky fans or Alabama fans. So, like, yeah, I don't worry about crowds for the last two home games. But, no, I, I think interest has waned. Uh, I think that's a, a no-brainer. But, like, if you lose to Tennessee and then you lose to Mississippi State and then you lose to Alabama and then, boom, you blink and it's a five-game losing streak, I would 
at that point you probably already lost the team. But it would just stink that hey, you gotta like you gotta toughen up. You finish with South Carolina and Louisville. Those are important games. And the pecking order of things, those are important games. So a chance at a losing streak, not ideal with the way the schedule finishes. You want to keep this team's spirits up. You want to make them feel like they've they're fighting for something. Um I feel like that was part of the issue with the Missouri game. I think that was a Missouri you know, I don't like to get into like the look at the benches and they're cheering and they're not cheering and they get hyped up and they don't get hyped up. I don't like to get into that. But Missouri looked like a team that wanted it more than Kentucky did. I know that's just again, it's a little it's a it's cliche and you can say that about any team that wins versus any team that loses. But Missouri's been talking about that UK game for a long time. Louisville's been talking about this UK game for a long time. Last year, South Carolina has been talking about that UK game for a long time. These are hungry programs that want to prove that they're higher in the in the in the pecking order than you. And you need to come with the same energy or else you see what happens. You lose to Missouri about three possessions. The first seven team players don't bother me. Four of them being centers does. Yeah, the SEC Scoots always has seven player first teams. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Five. Five. There's your first team. Then on your second team, five. And if you want to do something more on your third or whatever, I don't care at that point. Oh, we're talking basketball. Basketball. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm with you. Uh, and I don't care so much about them having to like match positionally. Now, if they did something cool, like if I was super rich, if I was Elon Musk, I would be like, hey, you're all, all conference teams at the end of the year. Let's get them out there. $10 million to the winning team. <laughs> How cool would that be? Would you be like cool. the all Big Ten team playing yeah. the all SEC team versus yeah, the all awesome. ACC team? And there's a ton of money on the line. That would be cool. It would be sweet. Good idea. I would love it. But, uh, yeah, you know, Kentucky had uh, surprisingly Justin Edwards' first team, Antonio Reeves' second team. Both those are surprising. I would flip them. I, I I don't know how you don't have Antonio Reeves on first team. Yeah, but no need for hot takes. UK picked to finish fourth in the SEC. Whatever, that's that's fine. Uh, I do think that like UK fans, we we collectively need to put more of an emphasis on SEC and winning the SEC. I know we always care about the SEC tournament because like it's you know our event, it's our party. You want our party to go well, but I think like it needs to become a bigger deal around the facilities. And that's not necessarily a lowering of the standards. It's almost a raising of the standards in conference play. Where, oh. like, Alabama cares about basketball now. Auburn cares about basketball. Georgia's starting to wake up to basketball. A&M has cared about basketball for a while. Uh, Ole Miss just hired Chris Beard. They're making a commitment to basketball. Like, you know, winning the SEC is going to start meaning a lot more than it did back in the day. Oh, and it gets you used to winning, going into the big turn. That's, and so. I think that matters, too. Yeah. And let's not act like UK's totally been away from its winning ways in SEC play the last couple of years. SEC tournaments have been unacceptable. I will get on board with that. But they've, you know, wasn't too long ago that they won the SEC about three games. But that needs to become more of a consistent. Get back to it. Back to business. Eminem, a big KRC guy. Suck it. He was doing, he was in a picture saying suck it. Or he had a tweet saying suck. Oh. John here. All right, Justin, I see you with some O-Town. That song reminds me of what a little joy the football cats have given us the last two Saturdays. CJ, I will not stop saying cat you later. Since <laughs> I've been saying that, the basketball cats have gotten Zonomir enrolled, and by gosh, Joey Hart won the gosh darn dunk contest. Maybe it's not the phrase that I say. Maybe it's the football cats are not as good as advertised, but I hope they can go on a winning streak. We'll got to go, and yes, I will cat you later. 
The first person to move Scoot's car because he leaves it running should get Salsaritas. Oh, is that part of the catch a su- uh, for what sweepstakes? It's, for what it's worth, you all have really put a put that in my head that I, that's put something I shouldn't do. Um, so majority of the time now, I am turning off my car. That, but remember, if you catch Scoots at a Thornton's or a Salsaritas, any of our partners, I don't think Scoots really hangs out at the Shady Ray stores all that often, and he doesn't go to Salsaritas as much as he should. I'm going tomorrow. Because he likes it. He I likes decided. Salsaritas. Spears, bring Scoots some Salsaritas. Have a heart, with Actually, you? wait. I'm not doing Rutherford tomorrow. Maybe I'll have to go today Ooh. after Spears. Yeah. That would be yummy. Be a yummy little lunchtime treat at our friends at Salsaritas. But if you just catch him at one of our sponsors, you do. You get to He gets to, has to empty out his wallet to you, and you win another prize. Catch a Scoots sweepstake. <laughs> the answer is always Belize. You want to move to Belize? I wouldn't mind. I don't know much about Belize, so I'd have to do a little bit of research. But Florida beat Tennessee by two possessions. There's no reason we shouldn't be in the game with a chance to win. I agree with that. I I agree that UK should be competitive with Tennessee. I think UK should take care of home field advantage against Tennessee. But the way they kind of folded against Missouri was concerning. Concerning for everybody. A texter says, isn't the Windy City in our nation's capital two different places? That's the fun joke. <laughs> you say, like, the nickname of the city, but it, you're going to a different city. It's a classic bit. Goes back to what, Dumb and Dumber? Sounds right. I think that's I think that's accurate. Uh, maybe there's comedy Yeah, no, it's def- definitely Dumb and Dumber. Robert, Levis didn't beat Malik out because he was injured and get, didn't get enough preseason reps. People do forget that, Robert. Come on, guys. I'm your resident, I'm your resident Titan insider. If you need any info, shoot me a text. Yeah, you're good. good, good point about uh, Levis getting hurt. I'm sure that didn't help him. But still, even when he was healthy, they could have given him the nod. You're right that he probably didn't get enough snaps. But if Tannehill is hurt, hurt, you know, it, it's Will Levis time. Supposedly, Derrick Henry's on the trade block, Scoots. What? That's what they say. What do you think about that? He's the best quarterback they have. Dude threw a touchdown the other day, or two weeks ago. That could change kind of the the dynamics of the NFL if he goes to a contender. Grayson McCall has come up on both KRC and the Rutherford Show this week as being a better alternative to the transfer QB that both schools got. I could be wrong, but I believe he wanted to transfer to a bigger school, but he wasn't in good academic standing and wasn't allowed to. I do remember there were academic talks regarding him, and that's why he ultimately ended up staying. I think Roush said that. I think he was like, yeah, you think he really would be staying there if not for academics? So that was the that was the rumor. I am very surprised, though, Devin Leary has been as bad as he's been. And, Same. again, you can blame drops. You could. I mean, you should. The offensive line didn't help him out in the Missouri game, but overall I think it's been better than we thought, as I already talked about. But at the end of the day, like a quarterback either makes plays, gets things moving and gets things happening, or they don't, and he is a don't so far. He's not getting things moving. A texter says, Boogie Flan is a Hoosier. Lame. Uh, People are still thinking UK. Tomorrow, 2 p.m., it all gets resolved. You had, uh, who was it? Rob Cassidy, I think, stopped by Rivals, and he said, I'm I'm thinking it's UK, but it, it, things are quiet here. I mean, TJ, you got to stop bringing up these guys that are always wrong in their predictions. These Rob Cassidy, we know, he never gets anything. You right. don't even know who Rob Cassidy is. <laughs> I know he doesn't ever get I could have right. just made up the name. <laughs> but I think uh, people think it's going to be Kentucky. We shall see. It'll make for a fun Monday, KRC.
That's a bummer. We don't do an afternoon show. Kirby, to push back on Roush, not sure how much more simple being wide open and dropping passes can be. Boom, roast a good one, Kirby. That's right. <laughs> Todd Golden loves telling people how much he uses analytics. We get it, man. You're very forward thinking. Oh, just get used to it, buddy. We're not even in basketball season yet. I know media day was yesterday, but just just wait. Todd Golden, that dude loves him some numbers. Thank you, TJ, he's, for telling Roush he's crazy for thinking Alabama is winnable. Kentucky can't get a 100-yard passing yards in a game. This team isn't beating a team with 50 blue-chip guys. They allow 187 passing on 59% completion along with 104 rushing yards on three yards a carry. We will get lucky to score one touchdown. And by the way, Todd Golden's Florida's basketball coach. If you didn't know, yeah, Texter, well said. I mean, Kentucky's not beating Alabama. I know that's not fun for a UK radio show to say that. I almost never do that. But, like, we, we, we will need to see much drastically different things to think that UK is going to beat Alabama. I entertain the idea that UK could make that game against Georgia close. I didn't think an upset was the craziest thing in the world. But I'm, I'm not doing that again with Alabama, even with the game being in Kroger Field. I think the defense can do some good things against Alabama, but that texture's right. Why would we have any confidence the offense is going to do much of anything? Vegas wouldn't be able to handle the influx of Bush Light drinkers from the OG Big 12 members. KC has experience in that arena. The new members will soon understand. <laughs> now it makes more sense. Yeah, they're, they're, it's people are getting really feisty about all that stuff in the Big 12. Hey, you got to learn to love your new neighbors. You got to make some sacrifices, but it is... I don't know. Even if like that's your footprint, Kansas City, Kansas City versus Vegas, you probably should be moving it around a little bit. Podcast listener here and just got to the next level conversation from yesterday. I'm looking at the SEC schedule next year. Getting to the next level is probably impossible to achieve. The two teams that we should beat are South Carolina and Vanderbilt, both of which we dropped a game to last year. Florida in the swamp, Ole Miss on the road, Tennessee and Neyland, Texas and Austin, Flip a coin with Auburn and expect to lose to the Mount Everest that is Georgia at home. There's a very real possibility that Kentucky won't be bowl eligible next season. I, I think UK will be bowl eligible. Um, I think you can win one or two of those road. Like, we got, but we don't even know who UK's quarterback is. So, this is a totally pointless and worthless conversation. But UK should, but again, that's another worrisome thing about this schedule, going back to what we talked about about 20 minutes ago. If you lose this team, you can lose players on this team in the transfer portal. But if UK returns everybody, next year should be better than this year in terms of a team. The offensive line should be better. Uh, well, we do know quarterback play should be better, in hindsight, at least. Um, Ray Davis could come back. I don't know if he would, but I think most people assume he'll be done. Um, but you could be better next year. And that schedule, while not easy, UK should have beaten Ole Miss on the road last year, and that team didn't do all that great. UK's done very well in Florida, but you got to think that series is going to level out. Uh, the Tennessee series has just been lopsided. It doesn't really matter where that game is. And then Texas and Austin, that seems like an uphill climb, but you never really know. Roush is really starting to finish thoughts by whispering and trailing his voice off. Very hard to hear and understand at times. Also, do you all think Cohen is having a rough year as well? And some of this is on him. Yeah, Roush does do that sometimes. These microphones me. are a little tricky. Drives me nuts. No, because he always did that at the old studio, too. It's like, it's like yeah. Roush, no one can hear you. I can't even hear you in my headset. I think sometimes he forgets what he's doing. That, like, he's talking. <laughs> like, the job is so people can hear and understand you. Exactly. Um, like, and they want to know what you're talking about and what you're saying. 
That's why sometimes we get frustrated when like our podcast isn't working or mm-hmm. the station's down or something because like we're doing this so people can hear us, not so people can't. Right. But these microphones, they do take a little getting used to. Uh, and yeah, Cohen is having a rough year. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. We all like Liam Cohen, though. Um, I think we all like Mark Stoops. I think we all like Brad. You know, we all like everybody involved with this entire football staff. But yeah, Cohen's not having a good year. And as definitely, I think with the medical episode, people are probably even being a little bit kinder to him. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been underachieving up to this point. All this is to say, though. Like, UK, you know, after seven games, I think most people probably would have predicted five and two. I think I would have had six and one just because I value home field a little bit more than I think most do. Uh, but we understand why maybe some don't because Missouri just went in there and despite being down double digits, came in and, and won by triple digits. Or won well, triple digits. <laughs> won by three scores. Think Felt like triple digits by the end of it. But, um, but a lot of people would have had five and two at this point. So I think if you can just kind of reassess exhale, forget exactly how it looks, which isn't good, and say, hey, 5-2, and two, a lot of people would have predicted this. 8-4 and four is where the majority of the experts predicted UK. So I think if you get to 8-4, and four, you can't really say it was a disappointing season if that's where everybody thought you were going to be. 7-5, and 6-6, and 5-7, and seven, um, then we're having different stories. Cal hasn't said, I haven't seen them in years, but you still see our fans mockingly say it every day. I know which one is more annoying to me. People don't like Cal, and they're going to take shots at him any chance they can get. Our fan base collectively just cannot handle a Cal press conference. It's a meltdown every time. I agree with that text. And it's been like 13, 14 years of Cal press conferences. And he still just can get people riled up just with words. It's almost impressive. I don't think it's next level should be learning to pass the ball because if it is, then that's kind of embarrassing and Stoops needs to go. That's what Roush said, by the way. The next level has just got to have a passer. History is showing that can't happen under him. I think the next level is continuously finishing each year in the top 15, top 12, and New Year's Six Bowl games, which I have a hard time seeing Stoops trending in that direction. The next level in the new SEC, I mean, realistically, is going to be staying afloat if we want to be honest with ourselves. Like, the next level for UK, once you add Texas and Oklahoma, and we'll see if more teams are added in the future, is going to be don't be in the basement. That's going to be a win in the new conference. That's going to be a win for all but, like, two or three teams is be in the middle. I mean, if we're being realistic, that's going to be, I think, the big challenge for UK. Uh, But I, I see what you're saying, and maybe it will. If recruiting doesn't get up in that level, then I have a hard time seeing the rankings get up in that level. UK right now about a top 25-ish program. They're, coincidentally, top 25 in recruiting. I think if UK can somehow get away to be 10 to 15 in recruiting consistently, then you'll start seeing that New Year's Six Bowl. Salt Lake Brian here. I have a bone to pick with old Scoots regarding his comments about Vegas and Utah. One, Utah fans are mostly not Mormon. Utah fans are probably one of the wealthiest fan bases in the country, and they don't want to go to crappy Kansas City. Mormons love Vegas. They love it so much they want to build a train from Salt Lake to Vegas. There's a casino in every town on the border of Utah and Nevada for one reason and one reason only. Mormons literally built Las Vegas. Sorry, Salt Lake Brian. Didn't mean to offend you. I was just making a joke. Just make a joke. I like the facts, Salt Lake Brian. I do too. Breaking news. This is Kenny Payne's last year as the head coach at UofL. They might beat last season's record, but it's safe bet their win total is less than Trevor's ACT score. Having trouble, having trouble time scoring, and their defense looks pretty soft against Simmons College. DJ Wagner is going to have a field day against old Pop Pop's team. We'll say I could see Dennis Evans having some success against uh, 
UK inside if UK doesn't if Trey Mitchell is UK's five at yeah. that point. Um, all right, another texture says, "Hot take: We're going to score at least a hundred once this season. Also, we're going to let up hundred multiple times. Also, I really wish we had Trenton Flowers. Oops, that was a Rutherford show text. My bad. U of L will give up a hundred points. Oh yeah. Um, I've heard that the, through the grapevine, supposedly Devin Leary isn't the smartest apple on the tree, and not uh, um, that non hurry up offense isn't good for him because it forces him to overthink." Any validity on this? Probably more of a Roush question, um, but I also think the tempo stuff is just kind of a boogeyman right now. We're out of time. Thanks again for Corey Price. Trivia Thursday. If you miss hour one, go back and catch us on the podcast. It'll be me and Scoot, maybe a special guest tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio.